You're listening to The Tom Ward Show. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, The Tom Ward Show. So guys, welcome to The Tom Ward Show, where I interview the biggest creators in the world like Addison, David Dobrik, The Sway Guys, and more. Make sure you check out my old videos and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an interview. And I'm sitting here with the great Larray, also known as Larry. Hi. That was such a great intro. You're, you should be a YouTuber, honestly. I, I, I'm trying to be. I'm like the world's oldest YouTuber. I, I need to hang with you kids. <laughs> I'm like, Shane Dawson exists. Come on now. <laughs> when you think about him getting canceled, it's wild he's been this dark for Honestly, I really don't think about that situation at all. I mean, I have no say in it. It's really none of my business. I'm just living my life. And... Are you kidding me? You're, I have a note here. You're like one of my favorite creators because you talk about anything and you answer every question. You're, that's why you're like the perfect person for the Hollywood fix. It's because they catch you coming out of BOA. They ask ridiculous <laughs> questions and you answer every single one of them. Yeah, because I feel like people, I feel like a lot of influencers feel like everyone cares. But the moment you realize in, to yourself that not everyone cares that much about absolutely everything, you'll be so much happier and you'll live life so much easier because no one really cares that much about this shit, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. You know, it's wild, but people actually do. I mean, you look at all those T-channels and stuff, and what's crazy as kind of an outsider looking at you guys, how do people even know who you unfollowed? Like, is somebody constantly watching who I was following at all times? That's so weird. It blows my mind because I absolutely think unfollowing people is the stupidest thing ever. But it, it's so crazy how I'll see like accounts like put two and together so fast that like, the person will literally just unfollow somebody. And the like fan accounts will just go insane. I remember my friend Issa, we blocked each other as a joke. Literally, I'm not even kidding you. Five minutes later, everyone was talking about it. And I'm just like, are you guys like, refreshing our pages or something? It, it's so insane. I wonder how, I mean, but somebody's watching that closely. So the point is people do care what you're up to and they care, they care a lot. It's yeah. crazy. It is crazy. I, I'm not used to people caring about me so much, but it's weird, but it's also like, it's a warm feeling inside. That's how I, that's how I'll put it. Oh, you got, who is, your fans are the girlies, correct? Yeah. <laughs> your, your squad likes you a lot. It's gotta feel good. Congratulations on this track. 40 million, over 40 million views now in three weeks. Incredible. And I got to give my props. Most YouTuber, TikToker music is God awful. I mean, <laughs> I mean most of it. We could make a list right here, kind of go through all the terrible yeah. songs out there. <laughs> but your song was actually good. Did you write all those disses too? Was that all of you or did you have some help? Yeah, I had a little help from my friend. He like helped me like, you know, um, put pieces together, obviously, because I my vocabulary isn't the largest um so uh, thankfully he was there but the entire song was written by me yeah we just had a little help you know putting the puzzle together it was incredible and did you get like negative feedback like tony lopez was kind of shit on that was funny uh, has anyone pushed back or did they all have a sense of humor about it um i'm pretty sure i mean it was obviously lighthearted. i don't have really much issues with anybody um you know i think you know some of the internet was a little bit upset about it but i mean you can't really please anybody everybody um but from my friend's perspective no one's really upset i didn't get any attack i thought jeffree star was gonna sue me but he didn't so thank god <laughs> well it's, it's still early the song's only been out three weeks. it's still early <laughs> lawyers take a long time so <laughs> keep your fingers crossed i know i'm hoping to god he does it and the song was in the top 100 right it was a, it hit number 80 in the billboard how that happened. I'm still confused to this day how I finessed that, but I literally did. 
Um, I didn't understand how important Billboard Top 100 was until I got there. I, my manager was like, this is so sick. Like you're on a Billboard Top 100. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, what is that? And then I, my friends were all talking about it. And I was like, oh, so I'm kind of cool. Okay. Okay. Sure. And in the video, how much production went into that? Because it looked like an old school music video. I mean, it was just, it looked perfect. You had all your friends in there. Um, I mean, this wasn't just you and a couple of buddies filming this thing. Like, was the production pretty big? Yeah, it was, it was like unsurreal. I walked there not expecting how, you know, per, you know, I didn't expect how professional it was going to be. Um, but I got there and it was these big ass cameras with all these people like filming us and like, like there was a person like filming me walking around and I was like, who the, like who, who invited you? Like, how'd you get in? But, um, there was like, it was just insane. And it was just so, it made me feel really, really cool. That's the best way to put it. I felt really, really like cool about it. How does that work financially? Do you have to pay for all that? I mean, is that all your cost up front? Yeah. Yeah. That couldn't have been cheap. I'm going to start crying. Don't even mention it. (laughs) That's a big risk though. I mean, that's real money you've got to lay out. And who knows? I mean, maybe it flops and you don't get any, you know, revenue out of it. Yeah, which is sometimes a risk I'm willing to take, especially with half my content. I'm not really money hungry. I can really, you know, obviously people, you need money like to survive, but money doesn't drive me to pursue my career. Money isn't the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like all my videos used to get copyrighted. Every single video to this day, I still get copyrighted a lot. Um, my songs that I made got copyrighted, even though I knew they were going to copyright, I still posted them out because I thought it was such good content. I, I get like fueled off of the reaction of my fans or just anybody. Like, for example, I post a YouTube video and everyone's like, yes, that's what like drives me. Like if I have, you want another example? I'm pretty sure I'm just yeah. rambling at this point, but I can keep going. Keep going, man. So the way I look at it, other YouTubers will see their video doing bad because their video has low views. The way I'll see my video doing bad is, for example, my video can have 100,000 views, but it could have 7,500,000 likes or 75,000 likes. That's good to me. But if my video has 500,000 views and it has 50,000 likes, that's bad to me because obviously people didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at the situation. And I feel like that's why I'm just so driven and I'm not like burnt out yet because people are still enjoying my content. Are you like pretty involved with communicating with your fans? I mean, do you respond mm-hmm. to DMs? Do you reply to comments? Mm-hmm. Those kind of things? I got too involved. <laughs> I got a little bit too involved. Um, but I do Zoom calls with them if they're ever like, if they're ever just like upset or going through shit just because I used to be a fan. So I know how it fucking feels. Like I know how it feels to have shitty parents. I know how it feels to go through depression. I know how it feels to just have like normal life shit happen to you. And looking up to a person can easily like help you get out of that situation. And I was once a fan. So the fact that I have these kids and this was my dream. And I can just teach these kids to be better, a better them and just honestly be there for them is just something that really just like makes me like want to keep doing this. So like if I ever see like my fans or anybody ever sad, I'll DM them. I even give them my number sometimes. I FaceTime them. I Zoom Are call them. Are you crazy? You get told Yeah, I know. My, I lo- like my friends tell me not to do this, but I just feel like, I feel like it's, it, without them, I would not be here. At the end sure. of the day, I would be in college like paying my college bills depressed and like ge- geometry like or some shit so like i'm so grateful for them to the point where like I, if i fuck it if my number gets leaked it get leaked like i'm not gonna trip about it and it's no one that's trying to harass me it's just my fans like it's literally just people who love me that are texting me no not like no one's bashing me or anything it's just all full of love so 
I really don't mind it at this point. You know, that's cool. And that's very rare too, because I've interviewed every big influencer, a lot of them. And once they become kind of really big, that a lot of times the team around them is so deep that forget if, I mean, a fan has no chance of getting to them, but even like somebody in the media has no chance to get to them either. It, everything's through the team. So like they're yeah. so far removed from everything, from business, from publicity, from fan interaction, they just kind of get removed. And I think then you see them fall off a little bit because they're, they become out of touch. Yeah. Very much robot vibes from that. I don't think that's going to happen to me anytime soon. And I most definitely think it should not be happening to any normal person that's a celebrity because at the end of the day, you have a skeleton, you have organs just as much as any other person walking down the street. You're not better than anyone. If you can sing, if you can act, if you're a better dancer, you're still at the end of the day, a normal human being, in my opinion. But hey. Good attitude. Who were you? You, mentioned you were a fan too. Who did you grow up watching? Who were you a fan of? Um, I grew up watching Miley Cyrus. Um, I grew up watching just a bunch of YouTubers. I grew up watching just like absolutely like, you know, I was young. So like I would watch everything. Um, I will say though, growing up watching these people and then now I'm living it, two different experiences. Oh, it's so weird. I have no access every day. It's insane. Would your experience been like, has it always been positive when you've met somebody that you grew up watching? Or has it been negative too? Oh my God. Okay. I can't, I don't want to say who, but there was this person that was like, I used to look up to them. And like, I got so nervous when I met them that I literally shook their hand. I was like, hi, I'm Larry. What's your name? Knowing they're literally the most famous, like almost the most famous person in the world at the time. And like, like they, and they know, I know exactly who they are. Cause I've liked their pictures. I've tweeted them multiple times. It was just, so it was the worst thing in my entire life. What did they say? Did they answer the question? Like, Hey, I'm Mr. Yeah, Famous. But like, they answered their name and I was like, fuck, I already knew that. I don't know why I asked that. I was just ah, uncomfortable. You, hey. choked, you choked on the pressure, man. I did, but I'm better now. I think I've learned a little bit. Sure. Be cool. Well, you talk about too, like having depression, having kind of fucked up life. I saw, and maybe this is good. Maybe this is why I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. I saw an interview with you and I was screaming at my laptop and wanted to throw it across the room without naming who it was through. They were asking you basically like, random questions Mm -hmm. okay so they're going through and then they say like what's one fun fact that we don't know about you and you go my dad's in jail and i have 13 siblings Mm -hmm. and without missing a beat they go who's your celebrity crush i'm like are you fucking kidding me that's like the most interesting thing let's talk about that for an hour (laughs) like what are you guys doing No, they're like, who's your celebrity crush? What's your favorite TikTok dance? <laughs> it's like a robot. It's like, dude, he just said something very, very interesting. So let's talk about it. <laughs> um, I have a lot of siblings. I have one brother on my mom's side and the rest are all on my father's side. I'm really close to my big sisters. Her name is Tyler. She's 23, I believe. And I have a lot of younger siblings. I have like four brothers and then the rest are just girls. All really sweet kids, all really smart kids. Um, I don't really talk to them often, but I mean, I see them every once in a while, so. So well, there's gotta be some story there. I mean, I have two daughters. I'm not interested in having any more. I mean, I love my daughters, <laughs> but I'm certainly not interested in having 14 kids. Like what's, yeah. what happened? I feel like his thought process was like, I'm just gonna keep having kids because the more I have, at least three of them have to get rich and at least three of them have to be like, you know, professional football players. I feel like that's what he was trying to do. I mean, he was right about one of them. Like I'm doing great for him. Um, 
I don't know. My brother might be a football player, so maybe he's right about another one. My sister is a great cheerleader. She went, she's going to college, got a little scholarship. Um, so maybe his like plan worked, kind of. Well, that's kind of that's kind of a messed up way to look at your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing at this point. But the other thing I didn't know about you too is, I don't know. I kind of look at you and just picture you growing up somewhere fabulous. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. Not a lot. But no, you grew up in Compton, right? Uh, I'm also just really good at adapting to my settings. So if you put me in a Caucasian setting, hey, darling, how are you? You, you know, like it's just like, it's just the way I was raised. But um, yeah, I did grow up in um, South Central California, Compton, the whole thing. Um, it was a little bit, it wasn't as bad as everyone thinks it was, but it was just like not a normal person could just live there and be like, eh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's like something that would make, most definitely make you into a stronger person and it's most definitely you have to have a strong mentality to just live there. But um, I made it out, so thank God. What were you like as a kid? Like, did, did people give you a hard time a lot? Or like, were you um, popular? Like, what were you like? Okay, so middle school, preschool to ninth grade and high school, I was, you know, a troublemaker. I obviously would ditch. I would go out to parties. I would just be, um, you know, I would re- rebel because, you know, my parents were strict. I was obviously in the closet. It was a hard situation, you know, especially when you do live in a, you know, very strong neighborhood. That's what we'll put it. Um, you know, a lot of the men out there don't accept you for being flamboyant or like just any of that. So I had to like hide myself and just actually act straight, which was the most terrible thing for my mental health when I was a child. Um, but then eventually I moved out to the suburbs because, you know, my mom thought it'd be best out with my dad because my dad was more so strict and he lived in a better um, area. Well, it was literally like a white picket fence. I'm talking like full on, like it was just uh, the suburbs and it was just the biggest change in my entire life um in high school I wasn't really liked you know like I was mainly the only gay one there like the the known gay and also I did have a following on Vine um and musically and like Twitter so like there was followers so everyone around the city because it was not a big city knew who I was so like there'll be rumors there'll be you know, I'll get fucking bullied. Like people would literally call me F slurs, like driving past me. Like it was just a terrible situation. But then eventually, you know, I eventually moved to LA and like started my whole career and like I knew what I wanted to be. And so I did it. And here I am. I had a dream and I made that dream come true. Were you like out then in high school or no, that was too risky? Um, in high school, I came out in junior year because everyone figured out because of my like Vine and um, TikTok. So people just, put two and two together at first i was lying i was saying guys it's just a persona like i'm straight like i'm just acting like this on social media for clout but everyone knew i was gay it was 100 obvious belong queer <laughs> <laughs> was there a cool coming out story or you just kind of just no no it was mainly just like people knew i was gay i mean like i tweeted i tweeted i was like y'all i'm gay lol i mean i thought it was obvious but here's a clarification and then i deleted it because it was just not that funny but um, I went back to school. Everyone treated me like a literal, like, different human being. It was like the movies. Like, have you ever seen Love, Simon? Yeah. It was like that. It was very much like the next day, everyone knows. And you walk around the school, everyone's looking at you. Like, it was literally like a movie. It was insane. But um, I, I dealt with it very well. Because obviously, I grew up in Compton, which means, like, my mentality was strong. So I, honestly, no one could say anything to hurt my feelings at this point, especially since I already knew about it like I knew I was gay so you calling me gay isn't gonna hurt my feelings 
Yeah. Your, how were your parents? Were they okay? Did you tell them then or not? They weren't as accepting. Um, they didn't understand it because obviously, you know, straight parents never really dealt with a gay child. So it's just like they're oblivious to the fact of how to react or how to take care of him. It was more so just like their instinct. I'm saying, no, you can't do that or don't do this around me or, you know, just more so being that strict, you know, uneducated parent. Um, but I will say they did raise me well. You know, I'm a really good cooker. I can cook. Um, I can clean. Um, I can do absolutely everything when it comes to being a man. I can fix, like, you know, everything that I need to fix. But um, on the supporting side of it, they did not support it at all. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it was. But I'm fine. <laughs> it sounds like you grew up pretty quick. I mean, from kind of a tough upbringing and having to kind of be this persona, you talk about being a persona, but you kind of had a persona, a straight one, you know, just leave me alone. I don't want to, I don't want to stand out. I don't want to be bothered. It was so but Hey, maybe like, like, I feel like people with trauma are funny as fuck. Like, I feel like the reason I'm so entertaining is because I have trauma and I can make fun of like shit like that. But it just made me, I feel like it made me into a stronger person. At this point, no one can really bring me down. I mean, hate comments get to me at the end of the day. And who wouldn't it fucking get to? But I'm just like, whatever. Like, hey, I'm your sponge. Get your anger out on me. Because I know you have insecurities in real life. So that's pretty so you, you said like when you were up with your dad and you were in high school, you already had a big following on Vine and Twitter. Like, how did you become big on Vine? You're old school. I was literally just posting me being myself. I was young and I was weird and I was very obnoxious. I was so annoying. I don't know how people follow me, but I mean, oh. sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> um, I maintained to get, uh, I like somehow managed to get 190,000 followers on Vine, which is a lot back then. Wow. And I was hanging out with a lot of big Viners at the time. So like, oh my gosh. Let me... Blowing so up. Please don't kick me off. Um, <laughs> um, I was hanging out with a lot of like Viners at the time too, because it just like, I was being myself. Like I, I still have been being myself, maybe just a little more extra online, but it's more so just me, like being me. So that's just that. And you just, I mean, what kind of content, like what was doing well? I mean, you say me just being me, it's kind of a broad <laughs> statement. Like yeah. what actually were you, did you have in your video? You know, were you doing like skits or comedy stuff or what? Um, I was just posting literally me being a fan of like One Direction or like Miley Cyrus, me literally dancing every five seconds of the time, me just talking shit about people at my school that literally just gave me a hard time, me like trolling. I was the biggest troll. I was super sarcastic. It was terrible. Or how sarcastic. Like, I think my younger self was just out of its time, like, you know, above its time because my sense of humor is what is the sense of humor now. Maybe just a little more explicit and a little more, you know, triggering, but it was pretty funny. Like my vines were funny. If you want to watch them, you can watch them. You'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? But also you'll enjoy it. Promise. So you were old school. I mean, you look at these TikTokers now, how many stories are there of some girl, you know, did a dance in a bikini and just got a, got a million followers overnight, you know, or somebody just made a TikTok that went viral, something funny. They've got 2 million overnight and they just, uh, there's a lot of overnight stories, but you were kind of grinding yeah. from back in the day. A lot of these kids now have, we're never on Vine or don't even know what Vine was. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, nowadays 
there's so many people with a million followers to the point where it's like it doesn't have value but um it's so easy to gain followers now it's like probably one of the most easiest jobs to be as a social media influencer because all you have to do is post living your life and people will watch you but there's always going to be a difference between you can tell someone who's actually had talent and passion and someone that's actually enjoying what they're doing rather than someone who's doing it just for fame and money and True. i feel like it, it it shows it really does show and you can tell who is what, what they're in it for by just well, you can give me followers i'll take more followers follow me on social subscribe to my <laughs> channel i'll take them but you mentioned it's not easy to get a million followers people watching this are like are you fucking kidding me i don't have, i want to get a thousand followers. um that is an absolute okay if you want to get a million followers on tiktok yeah. it is the most easiest platform to gain followers right. i know people who I know people who post the absolute basicest content and have like at least 3 million in game like that just because there's so many users on TikTok that like you can just yeah. post anything with a friend and it can go viral easily because the algorithm just helps everyone grow. Like if you really just like took the time out of it and don't give up, you could easily gain a million followers. But everyone gives up easily because they think it's going to happen. They think they're going to have a Charlie D'Amelio moment. And I'm like, babe, it's a one in a lifetime. That's a blue moon. Like that happened to one person and it's not gonna happen for everybody. So you just gotta grind your ass off and just be passionate about it. And, it'll and, and you've got a good message too, because you're not the Charlie story. Like you went yeah. from two hundred thousand on Vine. When did you move over to TikTok or musically? Um, I moved over while I was working at Subway. Like and during high school, I graduated high school and I got a job at Subway because my dad didn't believe in the, in the social media things. So I was working at Subway, going to college, I went for a day. Um <laughs> But <laughs> I would literally be making musicallys and YouTube videos while I was at work. I would like ditch college while that's my dad thinks, but I'll be going to LA to collab with people and like talk to my manager at the time. And um, I was just like grinding my ass off because like I knew what I wanted to be and I knew I didn't have people who believed in me. Like none of my family members believed in me. It was just all me. And like, I just knew I could do it. Like I literally knew I did. For some reason, I just knew what I wanted. I did it. So take my story and use it as fuel. I didn't blow up over like a week or like a month. It took me literally four years to get where I am today. Wow. And like, when did you make the jump to YouTube too? So you're doing Musical.ly slash TikTok. Um, you're blowing up, you're doing more collabs, those kind of things. When did YouTube come in the mix? It came, I was doing YouTube when I lived, like when I was in high school. I would post like a video every one to five months. Oh, okay. I didn't take it seriously at all. I was just having, like, I literally just post whenever I felt like it. And the moment I started taking it seriously, which was when I went to Nashville for a year, and um, I was posting, yeah, that's a, Why'd you yeah, oh, yeah, my timeline's just crazy right now. I wish we could start from a jump to where we got to now. No, 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 like, I like it going like this. How does Nashville okay. get in the mix? Um, so... I'll make it a short story for you. I got kicked out of my dad because um, I did. Remember when I said I didn't go to college because I went to LA to pursue my dream? One day. Yeah, he figured out that I wasn't in college because I couldn't get on the train in time. Um, so then, obviously, as any parent would, there was consequences, and I did not want to meet those consequences, so I stayed my happy ass in LA. But due to the fact that I didn't get to party in high school or like go to parties with my friends or just like do anything crazy because my dad was so strict, and I didn't have any type of like social life because I was currently like staying at home because my father. I literally partied so hard when I just moved to LA. Like I'm talking like full on like party every night, Chick-fil-A in the morning. Like it was just terrible. My body was dying. I was about to decapitate. It was disgusting. 
But I was like, okay, now I'm like in LA living my life with all these famous music leaders and like Viners. I'm not getting anywhere if I'm partying every day. So um, my manager at the time was moving to Nashville. He was like, you want to come with? And I thought, I don't know anybody there. So the only thing I can do is just grind. So I went to Nashville and I literally grinded my ass off. And then I recently moved back a year ago. Once I had enough money to move back. Were you worried that you kind of get away from the business and, you know, there's not, in LA, everybody's here. You can work with anybody, but out there, no one's there. Yeah, but the weird part about it is I got to where I am by myself and I wanted that. I didn't want to have to collab with people to get to where I am. When I went to Nashville, I collabed with absolutely nobody. I got to 2 million subscribers all by myself. Wow. Not a single collab with anybody. Like I did it all by myself because that's what I wanted to do. And like, there was nobody in Nashville I could collab with. So um, I really just did it all on my own. I got here and then I started making more friends. I was really close minded to the opening up to people just because I'm just, I'm scared. Like people, I've hear all the terrible stories in LA, which are some, some can be true, but I was just scared to open up to people. But now I have a great friend group and like, I'm glad I did that. And we collab all the time. So I was going to ask about that. So do you have a pretty good support team? Like, do you have a pretty good inner circle? And like, who's in there? I mean, without um, your personal. I will say my friends consist of Issa, um, Twames, Ravon, Mario, James Charles, Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray, Dixie D'Amelio, Noah Beck, Curtis, and Chase Hudson. And then high boss members. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. I got right now on the top of my tongue. Are you still with Brady or no? Are you dating anybody? Yeah. Me and Brady are loving life right now. Oh, okay, good. How's quarantine treating you guys? Really good. He's really, he's the best boyfriend ever. Like, oh my God. I feel like he's my guardian angel. It's crazy. What makes him so great? Hmm? What makes him so great? He just loves me so much. What blows my mind. Like, when I was a child or when I was in, like, you know, when I was younger, I always, like, dreamed to have the perfect boyfriend. And now that I have it, I'm just like, what the fuck? Every time I wake up, I'm looking at him like, how are you my boyfriend? Like, what spell did I fucking put you under? Or which witch hexed you to be with me because you are just too perfect? And it blows my mind. He loves me so much. I'm not even just saying that. Like, he does everything for me. It's weird. I don't even know how to explain it. Love is crazy. I'm not going to throw up. Stop talking about it. <laughs> how long have you guys been together? A year and seven months now. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Nice. How'd yeah. you guys do is there, is there a cool story? Or? Yeah. It's, oh, my God. That story's insane. I feel like we're telling that. You got a lot of stories out of me. You're good at your job. I feel like I'm with my best friend, and we're just talking about life right now. That's it. Nobody's watching. It's just us, buddy. <laughs> just feel free to open up. um but i was i okay i broke up with my um boyfriend at the time the on the day before i met brady met brady thought he was cute but i thought he was straight so i didn't pursue that because i wasn't my cup of tea i'm not gonna waste my time then my friend tells me my friend that's a guy tells me this guy gave him a hickey he points at brady target acquired now i know brady's not straight I make my appearance known to Brady. Brady notices me, gets my number, texts me a winky face, boom, ba boom, we're in love. Yeah, it's more deeper. If you want me to go in more deeper detail, I can, but that was just the sum up of how we like met. Let's go see you were single for one day. Oh, hey, don't judge me. <laughs> that mean, that's good. That means you're a relationship guy. You're not out throwing it out all over town. You know, you're yeah, a I, guy. I love him so much. I'm not, I'm like, I'd rather just be with one guy than like 25 others. So even it's though I better. didn't. 
<laughs> definitely better. Being single is good on paper, you know, because there's so much, you know, possibilities. You know, what's going to happen tonight? I got a first date. There's excitement and stuff. But the reality is it sucks overall. You know, most, <laughs> most days aren't that great. It's better if you can find a partner that you're really, like, you're best friends with. I mean, that's the dream. Exactly. I'm glad we're here. <laughs> I'm on the same page, man. So what else you got going on? You've got um, girly gear? Um, my girly apparel, my mm-hmm. lovely clothing brand. Um, we're dropping some really cool things. Um, I, there's going to be cool people in it, you know, with my cool merch shoot that we're doing um, on Saturday, which is coming up. You want some merch? Hit me up. I'll send you some. I got you. If I send you merch, would you wear it every day, though? Who, me? Yeah. You want some old bald guy wearing your merch? It's so, it's so <laughs> off-brand. No, it's not. It's, so, it's an aesthetic. Of that means it's a very diverse. Anyone can wear it. Come on. You know, man. my 80,000 followers will be all over it. <laughs> you know, great, great exposure. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, of course. Uh, I, uh, what's the smallest size you have? you have kid sizes too or no? Um, I think so. Yeah, we do. I'll tell you what, I got two cute daughters. They love whatever. Oh my God, I'll everything. Yeah, I'll dude, send it my way. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, I'm going to make special items just for them. <laughs> how involved are you in all that stuff? Oh, how, talk business for a sec. Like, how involved are you on the Luray brand? I am very involved. I feel like, I feel like myself could never let someone else spread my business just because of how, like, a much of a perfectionist I am and how much I just want to control everything. I'm a control freak. Like I want everything to be perfect and I want everything to be my way. But um, it's, it, I feel bad because I hate, you know, getting upset with people and I hate having to like, you know, put my foot down, especially when half these people that are like working with me are older than me and I hate having to like be a, you know, asshole. But mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you have to and like it sucks, but it gets the job done. But yeah, I'm very, on, I'm very hands-on on all the things that I do. My music, my, my, did you see my playlist performance? Did you see that by any chance? No, and I, I watched a ton of your stuff. I didn't watch the playlist performance, no. Well, I did this performance um, at Playlist Live Orlando and came up with the choreo. I added the whole track myself. The performance was insane. Everyone loved it. Like, I just love doing shit like that. I love having a vision and it coming true. And I love being a part of it like 24-7 or like all on. So that's just me. What kind of content are you focused on going forward? Like, are you interested in doing more, like, big dance kind of production things? Are you involved more in music? Do you want to focus on certain kind of content for YouTube? Like, what, what do you have going on? Like, what's planned for next year? What do you got coming up? Right now, I'm trying to just figure out myself and what I want for the future. Um, but I do believe, okay, I'll... I'm not going to fucking tell you that. I am making music in the future. Like I was going to yeah. say, you got to stay tuned and watch out, but every fucking YouTuber says that. Um, but yes, I'm making music. Um, I will be Good. doing more. I'm trying to post more on YouTube just because I feel like it's like, it's fun. You know, quarantine's boring and I feel like I have to entertain somebody besides myself. So that's happening. Um, I have a lot of cool collabs coming with cool people. It's going to be very fun. I'm really living my dream and it doesn't, it hits different. Like it really does. Like it blows my mind every day. I don't believe it. Is it, is it get to be, as there's like a brand around you, you've got a team 
And like you mentioned too, like, you know, you've got older people on your team, but at the end of the day, it's you, you're the product, it's you. So everybody else has got to get with the program, get with the Luray show, because that's really what it's all about, right? I know it sucks. You don't want to piss anybody off or be the bad guy, but yeah. you're the boss. Oh my God, not the boss. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. I like this. Hi- Thank yeah. you for hyping up. I needed it. Of course, we're going to get you a nice Forbes article, you know, good. <laughs> It'd be good for the brand, of course. Honestly, yeah. Like, thank you. Thank God. <laughs> of course, man. Um, you know what I was thinking, too, when I was looking at you? Um, what do you think about, like, the diversity or lack of in TikTok? And for me, I interview a lot of these kids, and I have to be really conscious of, because you can, if I just look at the top TikTokers and want to interview them, they're all good-looking white kids. It's either a white girl yeah. in a bikini or, you know, dude with a shirt off, a <laughs> white dude with a shirt off. And there's not that many other faces there. Um, you're not wrong, 100%. The diversity on TikTok is absolutely weird as fuck. Um, I feel like the For You page picks and chooses favorites. Um, and obviously their favorites is Caucasians. I'm luckily enough, I don't know. Okay, I know how I finesse. is because I'm always with Caucasians. I think that's why I'm always on the For You page. But um, there are so many talented black creators. So many. Have you? I can give you a list. Oh my gosh, do you want a list? Hell yeah. I'm all about diversity, man. After I say this, I'll give you a look at my favorite top um, black creators. But um, I feel like like now, there's some that are, I mean, the attention's bringing brought up. Um, There's some creators that are, you know, not of the color of Mexican, black, or anything, and they're just talking about it. And they're actually, like, using their platform and helping other creators that are, you know, POC um, to, like, blow up. And I think, I feel like that's fucking dope. I'm trying to do the same, too. Like, we realize that half the fucking audios we use or half the trends or half the dances are made from people of color. Like, the, it's, it's, it's insane that, like, people of color will always end up making the trends but end up at the bottom of, like, the fucking, you know, when you, like, click the sound that's, like, the top creators and, like, the most likes and the person who made it is always at the fucking bottom, which blows my mind. But, like... I mean, like, it's just like you can't really do much because, you know, TikTok, <laughs> it's their app. I can talk all the shit I want, but at the end of the day, they have the power. I can't, I can only just. Wait, you can, you know, you can blow up. Like, who are some, talk about them now. Like, this is the place, not to DM me later. Like, who are some young, you know, black creators or smaller creators that you're into, like, you're watching? I love Tati. She is hilarious. She's probably one of the funniest persons on the planet, like she does this thing where she go, <laughs> ain't no shame in my game. And it's the funniest thing ever and she's so cute. There's Zachary, he's an amazing dancer. Um, I always thought his um, username was called Uno Dos, but it's called, it's like Undress or something like that. But his name's Zach, I hang out with him all the time. Um, let me just go through my following. Because there you go. Give us some non-white creators. Some creators that y'all should most definitely be subscribed to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, sir. <laughs> Take your time. We get out of this. We're going to put their pictures up with their handles. So, okay. I'm just going to give you P, um, people of color that honestly, it could be Mexican, black, just any race. Yes. Yeah. Um, we have Santi. He's hilarious. He is a um, TikTok creator. His content's like him being awkward. It's funny. It's weird, but it's, uh, it's kind of funny. Um, we have, oh, that's a Caucasian. <laughs> See, you're falling through the trap. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Caucasian love. Ashton Ray. Now this boy, his um, username is Swag Money. His username is Swag Money Ash Ray. 
this boy is smart as fuck. He's light-skinned like me, and I wish he was my child. I want to adopt him so fucking bad. He's intelligent. He's woke. Like, I, I honestly learn shit from him all the time, and he's so funny. You need to check him out. I feel like you would love him. Okay. Everyone yeah. check out him. He is hilarious, and he's honestly going to do big things. Um, there's Nathaniel. Nathaniel Brooms. He's funny. I follow him. Um, oh, my gosh. Let me find her account. I want to give you her exact username so you can put this in. This is good. Oh, Arrington. Arrington. He's hilarious. His um, account is Arrington171. Mm-hmm. Funniest boy ever. Oh, my God. And he's he's so sarcastic. It's, it's hilarious. I love him. It's just Josh. Joshua. He's a great creator. Can I, I want to show you these so bad. Like, I have so many favorite. Uh, just you can message, message me later and I'll, we can always, we can put them in. We can put them at the end, too, in the description. The last one is Sky Beauty. She created the... Um, Captain Hook Dance on Megan Thee Stallion and Savage. Oh, wow. She deserves more credit. She literally has created some of the top dances and like, I feel like it's not enough credit as due. I feel like we need to give her more. So if y'all are watching this and you hear any of these creators' name, please give them some support. They deserve it way more than other people, in my that's, opinion. That's good. Way to use your platform for good, man. I mean, as I should, honestly. At this <laughs> what else are you like to? What else are you passionate about? You know, we've talked about TikTok and YouTube and all that. I mean, what else are you, you know, passionate um, working on next year? Any causes, well, anything like that? Yes, absolutely. I'm partnering with Los Angeles Regional Food Bank to um, like really help those in need. Just because like I did grow up in Compton and it was fucking difficult, and I did see a lot of there's so much fucking homeless people like living on the streets and you know, there's not much you can do when, like, you don't have help from the world. The fucking government's ignoring it. So, honestly, I'm just trying to help them more so. And I'm doing stuff with some schools, you know, you know, taking some pencils, some masks to my fellow children in Compton, California. Um, honestly, just trying to do as much as I can do to help because some of the people really don't give a fuck. Some people just really just take their money and just go live their life and act like there's not actual fucked up things going on in the world. So... I'm like, you're weird. <laughs> you're very much weird. But it was weird. Like, election night, you saw it. Like, you'd have, like, girls on Instagram, no offense to girls on Instagram, but would post, like, a bikini shot with no mention of what was going on or, like, a bang energy drink deal. It's like, dude, what the fuck? The I whole world is watching what's going on, and you're worried about a bang energy drink? Can't that wait till tomorrow? No, I saw that shit. Some of my influencer friends are idiots. They were posting like fucking normal content. I'm like, sir, our country is going to shit right now. <laughs> I literally was with one of them. He posted like some TikTok dance. I was like, get your TikTok dance fucking wait. Like our president is being be defeated by the fucking orange monster, my guy. <laughs> like it's so weird how people just care more about themselves and the entire world that we all have to live in. But there's some good ones. Like I interviewed uh, Amelie Zilber. You know her? So She's good. the best, man. Not only is she gorgeous and a model and smart going to Georgetown, for God's sakes, but she actually gives a shit. And it was so funny what she said. She goes, I can put, like, in a story, you know, this tragedy is going on right now in Armenia, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. She goes, but no one will engage with it. So I actually have to put make a hot picture of myself to kind of grab their attention and bam, hit them with the political stuff. It's kind of messed up, but it's kind of like using her superpowers for good. As she should, she's the baddest bitch on this planet, honestly. Literally the baddest bitch on TikTok is Amelie. Oh my God, it's insane. So there's good things out there. Smart and pretty, she slays. 
Yeah, so there's good creators there. They're not all monsters. Yeah, yeah not, well, of course not all of them are monsters, but some of them are just stupid, but I'm stupid sometimes too, so it's fine. What's some of like the fucked up shit, obviously you can't name names, feel free to tell me later, but what's like some of the fucked up shit you see going on in the TikTok world these days that you're like shaking your head going, what mm. You are really good at your job, but you know, I'm going to answer this question only because I like you. Thank I want this. I want this video to do good just for you. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> fans will watch it anyway, so we're good. I will say, I do see a lot of, even my friends, I've, I pointed out to them all the time, I am not care about their supporters. Like I said earlier in this interview, like people don't realize, especially influencers, that your followers aren't just a number. Behind the number, that's an actual human being. They think it's just a literal number of you having 250,000 followers. Now, those are, that's 250,000 people that click follow so like them DMing you and messaging or you at or asking for a picture in public and you don't get the, the audacity to be an asshole. You're going to be rude to your people that got you where you're at. It blows my mind. But that's the only fucking weird situation that I see is just like these influencers trading their fans like shit. And like don't walk the time out of their day to like DM them or message them to see how they're doing or even just like interact with them or one time I saw this fucking influencer take like refusing to take a picture and I, I blew my mind. I was like, I was like, sir, you're not doing anything. Like you're just standing. We're, we're all standing there. I was like, you can easily take the picture. And I made, and I was like, give me your phone, babe. And I took the picture for her with him. And he was so irritated, but I did not care. I'm just like, you're not doing anything. We're just chilling. If you don't take a fucking picture with this little girl and make her fucking entire life, like what are you stupid? Now you're getting me upset. I get upset when I talk about topics like these. Ugh, Good. Get upset. Well, get fired up. <laughs> That's when you're best. You're so good. No, but it is, it is like, I guess the, when you get as big as you guys do, I mean, what's the difference between, three, you can't even wrap your head around it. Like, what's 8 million people? Yeah. I don't fucking know. But so, yeah. like, what's 8,500,000? I, I don't know. You know, I guess this is a big number, you know, eventually. True. That, that's very true. Um, but if you want some, do you want, like, a cool situation? Um, yeah, give me a good one. Like a positive one? Um, recently, me and my friend Noah... We were at the Grove for dinner. We got sushi with me, Hannah. First of all, time out. Hold on, hold on. If you guys aren't from LA, most of the people watching, the Grove is like an outdoor mall. And mm -hmm. these guys going there is ridiculous because the place probably fucking shuts down when these guys walk in. Dude, you can't go to the Grove. Are you kidding me? They're very incognito where we go. I don't consider myself a celebrity, so I don't think no one's going to see me. And... Yes, a few people will stop me, but I'm not getting bombarded like Billie Eilish. I can still go to the store. Okay. I'm not Billie Eilish yet. I'm just kidding. Um, but so we go to um, Nike, and my friend Curtis was like upset that I didn't try on these shoes. So he tells this like these random teenage boys were sitting at this table, and Curtis like is just very loud and like obnoxious, and he like talks to strangers. He tells this teenage boy, he's like, he won't try on the Nike shoes. And this boy goes, try him on. And I was like, no. He was like, what a queer. And I turned around so fast. And I looked at him and I said, a what? And he obviously didn't mean it in an offensive way. But obviously he said queer as in like, what? Like, that's stupid. Or like trying to be like, you know, slangy. And he didn't know I was gay because I was in like, and he didn't know I was, you know, gay, obviously, because I was in sweat. So he probably thought I was just a straight boy and he could just say whatever he wants. But I was going to defend myself. I just turned around and said, what a queer. And the boy started stuttering. And then Noah just, Noah just defended me. and was like, say it again. Do it again. 
And I was like, what? Like, it made me just feel so warm just to have someone like that be on my side. And I feel like people just think of Noah as just like a boy, but he's honestly the sweetest people I've ever met in my entire life. Like, I feel like Noah's that friend at the parties that will like constantly check on you, make sure you're like being safe and like cover your drink if any like weirdos walk past. That's how much I trust Noah in my life. But that's a positive story from an influencer that I think everyone should, needs to know and hear. That's a good story because you look at those guys um, and if you don't know them, you just go, who are these dudes with their shirts? Yeah. They're just big dummies. Like, what are they, what are they doing? But yeah. like, I've interviewed Bryce and all, you know, Griffin. I'm actually doing a podcast with Griffin. Um, we're doing a show, but you get, you know these guys and you're like, oh, actually these guys are pretty cool. They're not just some dumb, you know, good looking dude, you know, posting selfies. Like there's some more yeah. to them than that. Yeah. It's, I thought he was when I first saw him on I was like, oh, he's probably just another boy. But then I met him and I was like, wow. You're cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was weird. That's and, cool. Yeah. What else? Um, you, we have more to promote. I've got to make sure your manager will yell at me if we didn't hit this. Um, shoot, you've got something. I, I thought I wrote it down. You've got something else to promote. You've got... Um, my movie. Oh, the movie where you go back in time in 1992. Lovely movie. Yeah, what's going on? I literally... Look, I don't know how I finesse myself into these positions, but I finesse myself into a movie with the guy that made Paranormal my activities. He's, he chose me specifically for this movie. Now, Paranormal my activities and World War Z, those are my shit. So the fact that the person who helped make those is like doing this blows my mind. It's, it's weird. But I'm, I'm doing a time travel movie with Invisible Narratives. It's about like, accidentally traveling back in time and you know i don't have like my followers and i'm just like the the you know technological term irrelevant and um i like see i don't want to spoil it oh i was gonna spoil it you almost got me but um i just go back in time and i'm just living life and like trying to figure out how to like get back and just it's just a crazy experience of me having to do old time stuff yeah that's what i'm gonna say to that very cool is Back to the Future the best time travel movie ever? Absolutely. Well, then there's Hot Top Time Machine. Oh, that's, I forgot about that. You're right. It's pretty good. It's up there. Time Machine. Oh, so good. You got to watch that again. So we got movie coming out. When's the movie coming out? Do you know? Um, I think literally like next year. Okay. Let me rephrase that. Next year. Gotcha. It's coming next year. Yeah. Okay. Um, you got merch. Anything else? What are we missing? Um, Your YouTube channel, everything. We're going to put that up, obviously. Just happiness. Yeah, I just need a hug. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting hard, man. What can I say? You know, I'm pretty sure we covered everything. What's that? I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure we covered everything. Good. You know what? I appreciate your time. We talked for like almost an hour, which is the longest... I've ever seen you interviewed for. Most of these are just bullshit, you know. Oh, you know, what's your favorite what sneaker? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, he's a real person. He's actually a pretty interesting, you know. Thanks. I'm glad you found me interesting. It really I means a lot. It. No, I appreciate you. Thank you for interviewing me. Not many people do this, so it means a lot to me. I appreciate it, brother. Well, everyone, 
Go follow Luray everywhere. We'll put up everything. You know where to find them. So go follow them. Make sure you subscribe to me. I do interviews with the biggest influencers in the world. So it's the only place you can see him sit down and talk for like 45 minutes. Maybe next video I'll be wearing his merch. Maybe next video. Who knows? But maybe you want to see that. So make sure you subscribe. Guys, please subscribe because he says I'm the biggest creator in the world. So thank you for having me once again. You're just the best. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> thanks, guys. Luray, make sure you stay on. But thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. If you could take a second and leave us a five-star rating or a nice comment, it would really help the show. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, The Tom Ward Show. And you can always follow Tom on social at Matra1 on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter.